0: history maker and world changers thank you for joining me on yet another podcast of on purpose with lane sites i am lane sites and my job is to get you into purpose on purpose listen leader I, i've been in prayer about revival i am a revivalist i've been traveling since i was 18 years old this august uh in uh, august 18 2021 i've been preaching the gospel of jesus christ the 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 never-ending, never-failing gospel of Jesus Christ for 29 years. Listen, I want to give you three keys that God gave me for revival lifestyle that brings heaven into the earth realm. I don't know about you, but I long to see my family saved. I long to see those that I come across in grocery stores and and, uh, retail stores. I long to see them changed by the glory of God. The history of revival has shown us that it has a lifestyle of its own. It's called a revival lifestyle. Now, see, we have for years had winter revival, spring revival, summer revival, tent revival, uh, joint revivals, community revivals. But none of that is what God is talking about. He's talking about a revival Lifestyle. It is not just a gathering of services. It's not a pre-arranged calling in of a prophet, an apostle, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher to come in and preach for us. That's not a revival. That's a service. I'm talking about pure, unadulterated revival lifestyle. I believe that there's an atmosphere that revival creates. It was the same effect the presence of the disciples of Jesus brought in any city they went to. They had been around him. So they carried what he carried. Who are you around? If you're the smartest one in your circle, you're in the wrong circle. If your circle's continually dragging you back to places, Acts chapter 3, that you're trying to get away from, the Bible says the man at the gate called Beautiful was carried there daily. Who's carrying you back to the places you've been trying to get away from? You've got things going on in your life that you can't break away from only because you surround yourself with people, leader. Who will not let you break free from that? But the disciples, because they've been with Jesus, everywhere they went, they had that effect into the cities where these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. That's Acts 17 and 6 uh, in the English version, the English Standard Version. This has been true everywhere revival has hit. While communities have been turned upside down and radically changed for the glory. I remember revivals in Pensacola. I remember revivals in Toronto. I remember revivals in Indiana. I remember the revivals that have gone on all over the place. But I'm looking for something fresh now. Those were great times. Those were great times of refreshing. But we need something now. As a generation fervently seeking the same, what should we do to have a similar impact in our cities, our communities, our neighborhoods, our own family? Should we only wait for a move of God to bring a change in our lifestyle? Listen, with this podcast leader, I want to show you that it is possible for us to live in a renewed, God is pleased with us lifestyle that creates an atmosphere of faith and humility that draws God to visit us. God doesn't care about your title. He doesn't care if you call yourself an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, archbishop, bishop, chief apostle. He does not care what you call yourself. Can you be humble? Do you have the humility that it takes to bring Jesus into a city? Can people trust you? Listen, leader, I want to give you a few things. I I don't know how long this podcast will be, but I want to give you a few things. Here are a few of those revival lifestyles we can intentionally bring in to play. Number one, you've got to develop an atmosphere of worship. Worship is not just a song, worship is a lifestyle. Who are you at 3 a.m.? What are you looking at on your cell phone, on your iPad, on your laptop, on your computer at 3 a.m. in the morning? Because that's when integrity is birthed. That's when character is birthed. Some of us have great gifts, but we don't have the integrity to keep us where our gift will take us. Listen, develop an atmosphere of worship. I was in a grocery store last night and a lady walked up to me and said, I don't know who you are. But I feel the spirit of God all over you. And I said, yes, ma'am. I'm a man of God. I was just in prayer on my way here. And I asked God for a divine appointment. I got to pray with that lady. I got to talk with that lady in one of our local grocery stores. And she began to weep and said, I'm coming to your service tomorrow night. Listen, develop an atmosphere of worship. I don't allow anything in my ear gates. That desecrates the Spirit of God in my life. I don't let anything in my eye gates. David said, I will set no ungodly thing before mine eye. What are you watching, leader? What are you listening to? Are you justifying what you're doing? Listen, worship is not limited inside the church. It is living an atmosphere of worship. Is This is when you breathe the air of heaven. What air are you breathing, leader? Or... Are you releasing a pollution of the world? See, the problem is, most of us blend in so much with, with everybody, we make an impact on nobody. I, I don't care what big star, what movie star, what what sports star comes to your church. If they're not changed, God is not glorified. When was the last time our church has ignored the clock for an extended hour of worship where we lost, we, we were lost? We got lost in loving Jesus. I'm talking about past the three song sets. When was the last time you were drowned in worship and you danced before God and cried out with a childlike heart? Listen, you, leader, have to intentionally make time daily to worship God with the angels who cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Listen, create... Develop an atmosphere of worship. Number two, develop a deep travail for revival. When's the last time you prayed and and it was hours before you came out of prayer and you were on your face travailing and believing and crying and asking God, what do we do from here? Uh, Allow me to quote Charles G. Finney. He explains it wonderfully in the lectures of revival. A revival may be expected when Christians have a spirit of prayer for revival. That is, when they pray as if their hearts were set upon it. Sometimes Christians are not engaged in definite prayer for for a a revival. Not even when they are warm in prayer. Their minds are upon something else. They are praying for something else. The salvation of the heathen and the like. And not for uh, a revival among ourselves. When's the last time you consecrated yourself and checked yourself in the spirit? And asked God, show me what you don't like. Show me what looks awful to you. Show me what you want me to change. Show me who I really am god and not who people think that i am show me a christian who has the spirit of prayer feels anxious for souls it is the subject of his thoughts all the time and makes him look and act as if he has a load on his mind he thinks of it by day and dreams of it by night this is properly praying without ceasing his prayers seem to flow from his heart liquid as water oh lord revive your work Sometimes this feeling is deep. Some persons have been bowed down so that they could neither stand nor sit. This is all part of what Charles, G., Charles Finney was saying. Listen, here's a question to ask yourself. What have you been thinking by day and dreaming by night? Is it the? Is it your family or is it your girlfriend or your boyfriend? Is it your job or is it soul's leader? Number one, develop an atmosphere of worship. Number two, develop a deep travail. For revival most of us don't know travail because we've never had to travail develop a deep travail for revival and the last develop revival fellowship the disciples met every day the bible said they had fellowship every day they studied the word of god with an unquenchable thirst and were taught the word by the apostles Practically, this could be extended prayer fellowships, daily Bible studies, an extra hour of a service, extended days of conferences, and so on. It's just the pure delight of remaining in the presence of God with like-minded people. Who do you surround yourself with? Listen, who, who encourages you? If you're continually spilling your mess out on people that's underneath you, they can never come to where you are because now you're revealing all the mess that's in you and these people that are beneath you that you're supposed to be ministering to now has to minister to you. You're not getting, all you want is a pity party leader. This is a season where we have to have revival fellowship, where we come together and we cry out, God, what do you want to do in this season? God, who do you want to save? Where do you want us to go? Tell us what you want us to say. Uh, What do you want us to preach? What is it you want us to sing? What would you do today other than the routine to linger a little longer in the presence of God? Leader, you got to do that and you got to do it now. God is birthing revivalists and revival hubs. I've already said that in a podcast. He's, rever- he's birthing those who are consecrated. He's birthing those who have a pure heart, a contrite spirit, and a broken heart. And he's making pureness out of them. Leader, this is the time to drop everything... That you think is about you. It's not about you and your feelings being hurt. And you've got to take a cut. You've got to be able to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and walk in that thing. For over 29 years, I listened to a leader who tells me that's not right. You need to get your attitude better. You, that's not, don't, you can't back that up with, with scripture. That revelation is not biblical. I, and I submitted myself and I kept going. I didn't cry and quit going up under her leadership and not show up anymore. Leader, it's time to pull up your big boy pants and do the thing that God called you to do. This is what I'm asking God. Let heaven come to earth. Let heaven come to earth. This is my prayer. Leader, I'm calling you to join with me in a consecration to get the Spirit of God in the earth realm. Not just in our churches. I'm talking about in our cities, where city parks are full of worshiping saints, where Walmart is full of worshiping saints, where the local grocery store is full of people who are repenting and getting things right. I'm calling you back to the place that matters. Not how many of you run in this Sunday, not how much was your offering, not how long was your worship set, are you doing the latest worship? I could care less about any of that. I know God doesn't either. How's your heart, leader? Have you lied this week? Have you prayed this week? Have you snuck around this week? Have you still yet to get your spirit under control and your flesh under control? Are you still acting childish and immature? Are you allowing the cut of the Lord to mature you? Listen, that's why the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. Those of us who have fought for this for years and years and years, we're going after revival. We are revivalists. We are those who God has placed in the earth realm for this season. We, we cannot have cowards, yellowbacks. We can't have people who compromise to the world. We cannot have people who compromise to the things of the enemy. This is a season for God's people to rise up and say holiness is still the standard. Righteousness is still right. I'm going to walk in everything that God called me to do. I'm going to say what he told me to say. I'm going to pray as long as he tells me to pray. I'm going to go where he tells me to go because I am his. I'm bought with a price. I'm not my own. Leader, are you a revivalist and are you contending for revival or or are you just having church? Because there is a difference. Some places look the same every service and God is, his methods change. He doesn't, but his methods change. If you go back and study Jesus in the New Testament, you find out he healed different, different people in different ways. He didn't heal the same way every time. His methods change. Don't be so stuck in a method that you miss God in a moment. Leader, I want you to take some time this week as a revivalist and find out what God's saying and walk in the moment of God. You are called to be a revivalist. You are called to do what God has called you to do. Walk in it with no fear, with no trepidation, no confusion, Cut out everything that doesn't belong in your life and go forward. You can't go forward. You can look like you're going forward, but you'll always be in the same rut, spinning your wheels for years and years until you get that mess under control. Leader, now is the time for us to clean our lives up, private and public. Now is the time for us to stop lying and acting like the world. Now is the time for us to get our hearts right and become pure before the Spirit of the Lord. I'm, call, I'm calling out a challenge to you, history makers and world changers. Let's get it right, and let's take this world for Jesus. i often say, I did not come to take sides, I came to take over for the kingdom of God. Listen, leader, that's all the time I've got for today. I hope it blessed you, and I hope it stirred something in you to become a revivalist and walk in the purity of what God's calling you to walk in. If you're in the talent Gadsden area, I would love for you to come visit us. Our current location is... Lane Sites Ministries, 209 Gilbert Ferry Road, Suite 4, Attala, Alabama, 35954. But that can change at any time. So make sure you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram at Lane Sites Ministries. We have everything that we're doing up there, times, addresses, and services that are going on. Come see us. Tuesday night is uh, Tuesday, leader shift. Because we've taken a shift in our leaders and God is doing something amazing in us. Friday is Friday fire. That's the culmination of our week, and it's powerful worship, prophetic unction, apostolic activation, acceleration, and advancement, because we are on a forceful advance. Come see us every second Sunday night of the month, the Sunday night shift, the same address for now, but be watching because God is about to do something amazing for our ministry and give us a new place. Again, leader, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it stirred something in your heart to do what God's called you to do and do it in righteousness and holiness and in purity. That's what he's calling us to do. Until next time, know that I love you. I'm praying for you. I believe in you. But most of all, God believes in you. And I can't wait to see your face in this place soon. God bless you. See you soon.